This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kelb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983 on Spring Street, Nevada City at rickkelb.com. What economic news do you have for us uh, this week? Well, Paul, I think the most important new economic news recently is the labor market statistics that were released um, because they'll have a direct bearing on the prospects for both inflation and the risk of a recession. And that will affect the interest rate monetary policy decisions of the Federal Reserve. And those those labor market statistics provide us with both a you know a current snapshot of the employment market, how it's doing, and the strength of the underlying trend in the job market in the couple of years since COVID hit the economy and created a very short but extremely deep recession. So those job numbers, you know, as we keep watching them, will tell us whether we're, you know, if they show continued very rapid job growth that, you know, points to more inflation risk. And if job growth starts stalling or, or actually falling, then we'll we'll start, you know, having to worry more about a slowing economy and recession risks. Well, Gary, uh, why don't you remind us about just how severe the COVID recession was? And uh, realistically, who can help the economy get out of such a deep recession without waiting for years for the economy to recover? I mean, how bad was that recession compared to the financial crisis recession that came earlier? Well, looking at the labor force and labor market, the U.S. economy lost about 22 million jobs in only two months, or, you know, that's about 13 percent of the labor force that was suddenly unemployed in the spring of 2020 after COVID hit the U.S. and, and the global economies. I mean, that means that roughly, you know, very little more than one out of every eight workers in the country uh, was, you know, laid off or, you know, was no longer working. Um, so, you know, in contrast, when the U.S. job market, you know, fell, it fell by a large number, uh, almost nine million workers uh, from its peak before the financial crisis, you know, um, until it finally bottomed out in, in two, 2010. But, you know, the, so the COVID recession was just much, much deeper. Um, you know, the good news was it didn't last as long. It you know, only lasted several months compared to a year and a half for the financial crisis recession. Why do you think the COVID recovery um, added jobs so much faster than the financial crisis recovery? Well, I think one important difference in, in 2020, the economy didn't suffer a major financial crisis like it had in 2008 when you had many financial institutions that failed and the financial markets and money markets that were freezing up and not working. So, you know, in addition, the, obviously the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government responded very quickly this time as well after you know, seeing what happened in, in 2008. So the Fed dropped short-term interest rates uh, quickly to zero and used the quantitative easing or QE bond purchases to drive down longer-term interest rates as well. And that stimulated investment in consumer durable purchases like cars, appliances, furnitures. And, you know, it uh, also helped lower mortgage rates to stimulate the housing sector. You know, and the federal government helped by spending you know, trillions on rescue packages to support employment and consumer spending and to keep overall demand in the economy from falling off and worsening and extending the COVID recession. So you know, by the summer of 2020, the U.S. job market was starting to recover and strengthening and, and did, was doing so really relatively quickly. And with workers back on their jobs, that you know helped consumer spending and helped drive the rebound. Okay, now here's a tough question. The U.S. economy 
didn't grow in the first quarter of, of this year, 2022. How is the labor market doing? Is it still adding workers? Okay, yeah, the labor market remains strong, Paul. In the first quarter, the economy added an average of over 500,000 jobs a month. That's a very strong number. And the unemployment rate declined from 3.9% in December of last year to 3.6% in March, and then again stayed there in April. Uh, moreover, the um, the April labor market indicators you know, generally remain pretty strong, and there's a record number of job openings. Wages are rising. Um, there's a lot of job switching or upgrading going on. Um, there are very low numbers of, of layoffs in the economy. So these are all indicators that are consistent with a, a very tight labor market. And um, so when the economy added you know, 428,000 payroll jobs in April, that's that's a big increase as well. And the you know the unemployment rate remained very low at you know 3.6 percent. That's you know near its lowest in many many decades. So. It's it's still going. <laughs> well, people have jobs, but uh, it's costing a lot more money to live. I guess that's one way to look at that's it. That's right. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, one more question, Gary. Has the economy finally added back all of the workers lost after COVID? And do the April employment numbers tell us how close the economy actually is to full employment? Well, the economy added back about 6.7 million jobs in 2021. That was a record. And it has now added over 2 million jobs so far this year um, as the economy has continued to re rebound. At least the labor markets have continued to rebound. So about 21 million of the 22 million lost jobs have now been added back to U.S. payrolls. So that's that's the good news. And, you know, and again, the unemployment rate is very near its lowest in over 50 years. That was 3.5 percent. Um, you know, so it's only at 3.6 percent. And so and most of the labor market indicators, you know, suggest that, you know, at, at 3. 6%, uh, that's at or very close to full employment. It's probably actually even lower than the Fed policymakers consider you know, full employment to be in the long run. So labor markets are tight, and that, that of course, does add to inflation as well. Um, and that's you know, part of the, the reason the Fed is you know, trying to slow down the economy at this point. Well, boy, lots of news, Gary. Try to sort all that out. Thank you so much for uh, for laying it out there for us so we can understand kind of as best we can understand what's going on. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome, Paul. Thank you. Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the San Francisco Reserve in San Francisco and currently is a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria where he teaches courses in economics and finance.